You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and that'll get you 15% off your next order. LOCKED15. Okay, Ulysses, uh, the Rays had a pretty solid weekend on the whole, winning two of three over the big, big bad New York Yankees. But uh, the most important thing maybe was you went to the Trop. You got to experience the Trop for the first time in a long time. Yes. Uh, how was it? What was your experience like? Well, it, it was filled with pros and cons. Uh, okay. You know, it, it was it was it was odd that I went to the last game played at the Trop, which was ALDS game four in Quit 2019. Bragging. <laughs> Stop bragging, <laughs> the, please. Thank you. First one. No, uh, no, there, there were pros and cons. So you know what? I'm going to leave it up to you. What would you like to hear of first, the pros or the cons? Mm, let's go with pros. Let, let's start okay. the week on a positive note here. There we go. That's perfect. Okay, so uh, first of all, I, I was able to w- witness two W's, not even one W. I went to two games. I went to the Friday game. I went to the Saturday game. And that was a bunch of fun seeing the boys win 10 to 5. And then a shout out 4-0. Very intense. I was next to a big Yankee loudmouth the whole game. Uh, and so I got my 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 jollies done too because i got loud too so that was fun yeah. uh the other thing that was super fun was meeting uh rich perks friend of the program who mm. listens to us daily and of course our buddy austin holloway met them both i think that was a, a big victory actually <laughs> rich perks he uh told me uh, he was wearing a meadows jersey and meadows's mom came up to him and said, thank you for wearing my son's jersey. How cool is that? Wow, that's pretty awesome. I would not yeah. have, because they live in Georgia. Well, I guess they would come down for the first homestand. I know, I mean, Brent Honeywell's parents were there too on yeah. Sunday. But So let me get this straight. You were there on Friday and Saturday, but not Sunday. Correct. Okay, you were the problem. That was, You are the reason why the Rays <laughs> lost. They could have pulled you out of the bullpen. They could have pulled well, you out of the nosebleeds to throw a couple. How's your rotator cuff doing? I think it, I think I could I could throw a mean forty five mile an hour fastball right there. Now. We go. Just a mean forty five. Yeah, with some movement. Hey, as long as it's got movement, you're good to go. Yeah. So I think so. Ulysses, the Ulysses Rays record is two and zero. Two and zero on games attended by Ulysses, and I assume you're going to attend a lot more. Correct. Yes, I will be attending next week. Uh, well, actually, no, this week uh, mm. against the Texas Rangers. You got to see the Rangers. It was a cheap game. Why not? Right. And the Astros are coming to town. So you better know I will be banging on something when they come to the Trop on May 1st, which is a Saturday. 
Look, that that's an opportunity for the Rays to bring in a little promo, hand out little waste baskets or something yes. that you can clank and bang together. I mean, the marketing proposal is built right there for you. So really, from what I understand, your pros from the TROP experience thus far, I haven't heard anything else, is you met up with a couple of listeners slash fans and you got to see a couple W's. Yes. So, okay, let, let's get to the bad, I guess, because I, I don't hear a lot uh, as far as the, the concessions and the parking and the logistics and the mask wearing. It seems like I, I, I feel a whole lot, of, whole lot of negatives coming on here. Oh, you know me so well, buddy. Okay, so the cons. First of all, let's start how you get to the... the you know, it, it takes a while to get to the Tropicana Field. So when you're there, when you see the dome... When you see the most beautiful warehouse in all of the world and, and you're about to go in and you are told, actually, we open at 130, 140-ish. We really don't know. You kind of get exasperated like I did. Right. I'm open the parking lot. Why is the parking lot? Oh, the parking open? lot wasn't open at 130 no. or 140. No, they said we might open it at 130, 140-ish. I thought it was kind the of gates. A- what kind of an answer is that for the parking lot? And if you, you're just creating a whole problem of bottleneck because now people are just trying to like swivel across the road, a third Avenue It just became a, an unnecessary mess. So very bad on, uh, on, on, on the trop for, for doing that. The second thing, the food, not readily available whatsoever. There was nothing ready at all. The whole game. You had to wait in line to, uh, to, to order, and then they would make it then. I, maybe it's good for not wasting food, for saving a buck here or two, but a team that's so analytically driven, it's kind of ridiculous that they wouldn't have the stats of like, how many hot dogs I will definitely sell today? How many right. chicken tenders do I need to have on deck because they will be available for people to eat. It was a horrible experience with the food and the concessions that some vendors didn't even have the machines working. So you got to, you, you wanted to go get a drink or something and the machines weren't working. They had a year and a half to, to, to get everything ready. Right. And they didn't. And, and the worst thing, Kevin, is that it's not like, you know, they, they had to prepare for a 30,000 uh, attendance crowd or, or 20,000. No, they knew to the point how many people were going to be there. 9,000. That's it. Not one body more or one body less. They knew that going in. So having all this knowledge available and still not being able to, to give good service, that's just a shame. That really is. Okay. Well, let's get a couple of the, the price things. How, how much was parking here? Parking was $15 prepaid. Okay, understood. Now, if you, you probably could have entered in the second or third inning and got parking for free, done a little sneaky do there. Are they uh, doing that still, though? We got to check that out. Yeah, well, I, I find my ways. One way or another, I, I'm going to get in for free. No, no, no pain for parking on my end. <laughs> Concessions. So what, what did you try to buy? You tried to buy a hot dog? I try to buy cheeseburgers and okay. uh, chicken tenders. The cheeseburgers, first of all, were horrible. Um, mm. It was just, it, it literally was a, pea, a slice of cheese on a burger patty 
and buns. That's it. There was no, no, no condiments, no, nothing brought out to you. Like it was just nothing. It was awful. And the Buffalo chicken tenders, you know, that that's my go-to. And so, so I enjoy those, but you know, nothing to write home about, especially not for, you know, 16 bucks, 17 bucks, whatever it was. Um, you know, a cheeseburger that's literally a patty and a slice of cheese and a bun should not cost $16, Kevin. So they didn't have like chicken tenders on the ready. It was you order it, then they got to make it from scratch for every individual person. They just didn't have like 200 tenders waiting under a heater or whatnot. Nothing under the lamps. Can you believe that? It's just uh, unreal. I, I, I don't understand the philosophy there because now... By the way, when you get your food and maybe you're, 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 you're with somebody and their food hasn't arrived, hey, you don't want your food to get cold. So you take off your mask and you start eating. They tell you, you cannot eat here, sir. Uh, you cannot take off your mask here. So which, hey, look, um, I will abide by the, by the rules. Right. Fine. But then I have a choice to make. Either my food is cold and I wait for the person that I'm with or I leave them alone and then go, go somewhere where I can eat my food. Just horrible planning. And what sucks about it is that they had plenty of time to figure this out. Right. And last but not least, Kevin, tell Stu to pay money to fix the Jumbotron. For God's sakes, man. You don't Jumbotron have a rehearsal for the Jumbotron? Like, you, you, like there, there were two massive lines in the middle of the Jumbotron, like blue lines that were always there like pixelated so like it looked like when you put the the photo of the player it looked like a cigar a blue cigar mm. sticking out of their middle of their face it just looked ridiculous Stu, pay the bill man pay hey, the re- bill. revenue sharing was down from the pandemic can't afford to <sighs> fix the jumbotron can't oh, afford goodness. to fix the machines at the concession stands look i hear your complaints and i hear your negatives and i I understand them, but I'm also, yes, they did have a lengthy amount of time to get things on the straight and narrow. But again, sometimes a guy's first start first at bat doesn't go too well. Debut. It's, it's been a while trying to get into the swing of things. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a break, but now these next couple games, again, your, your experience, I'm hoping it better be improved and it better be more efficient. Uh, when you go to what day are you going to the Rangers game? Which Rangers game? Uh, on my birthday. So okay. uh, Thursday. Happy early birthday. Thursday. Some of these things need to be figured out and resolved. And I'll go one That's further. Right. Okay. Was your beer drinking experience, your, your 15 beers you had at the game, was that okay? <laughs> or did they have to like go and get the, the wheat and then mix it up? And was that a whole, did they have to make the, the beers from scratch too? Was that another situation? No, I, I chose to have a a, a a little vodka action on on home okay. opener day, so no beer for me. So I'm just trying well, to keep the lbs down for the for the dirty thirty birthday. How about that? Well, maybe yeah. did you have the vodka before you got food? No, after, and I missed okay. first pitch because of that. It was ridiculous. I'm telling mm. you. I, I was going to say because maybe your mind in in reality was distorted by the no. shots of vodka so unfortunately no Unfor- i wish it were <laughs> but okay. they weren't i was sober well, i i know you're trying to to get you know doing the vodka thing and trying to be a little bit healthier as you uh hit the big 3-0 but how about this C- can you strike a balance whoever you go to the game with on thursday the Rays are hyping up and promoting this Nathan's hot dogs deal. They're, they're hyping up this beans and barler 
alcoholic milkshake mm-hmm. and dessert deal. They're hyping up the there, there's some place called Modern Bird and Pig, which to me doesn't sound appetizing. Like I, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> hey, we're gonna feed you some bird. Like I, I don't want. We're gonna feed you some pig. That sounds like swine flu and bird flu to me. Just you know, name it roasted chicken or something. I don't know, but. So they, they, they've got this pork and beer cheese sandwich, all these, they're hyping up these new concession items. So I try them. You want me to you, try them? Okay. One, something, something on this new, maybe they're like, oh, you know, we're not going to focus as much on the, the regular hamburger, the cheeseburger, okay. and the Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo tenders. We're really pushing. We, we want your experience at beans and barler and these specialty places to really be good. So I'd like to see you try. And I, again, probably a little bit pricey. I understand that, but I like to, I, I want to get an honest opinion on that. If it's made out what the, uh, the press release is hyping it out to be as if it's I will, you know, the, the, the second coming or something like that. I will check out the hot dogs. Maybe the, the ice cream with alcohol sounds kind of fun, but you know, yeah. I'm already looking forward to a chocolate cake for my birthday too. So there we go. A couple Can't of rape boss as well. Ooh, baby. Yeah. How do you know me so well? There we go. Uh, make sure you don't bring cash. They don't, don't, they, they really don't want you to bring cash to the no, ball. They hate cash now, whatever reason. And huh. Kevin, cash so you can't tip part. anybody, I guess. So, you know, nope. you can Venmo them, I guess. Cash <laughs> is king in the, the service industry, by the way. Yes. Honestly, I like to get a collective. We'll move on here. I like to get a collective <laughs> of, I mean, locked on Rays nation, Rays fans out there. Let's not boycott this thing, but protest this cash free raise pay mobile ordering deal prepackaged items whatever they got go- just no we're, we're i'm paying in cash i'm paying in cash that's what i'm doing you don't want my money fine don't take my yeah. money exactly hey you want to fix that that the jumbotron the jumbotron <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's probably why like all the service fees and everything all the they're, they're losing money on the back end oh, by the way there, were, there was a convenience fee on that parking uh ticket by the way oh, so my. it was fifteen dollars and it everything. ends up being Nineteen dollars for the yeah, part. That's the other thing that's ridiculous. That's why, yeah, yeah just let me pay cash. I don't want to pay and be charged Convenience an extra ten percent or whatever. Uh, by the way, what was the breakdown percentage of raised to Yankees fans on Friday and Saturday? If you don't mind, that was really cool to see. Okay. Friday, it was definitely more raised uh, fans there, and, and that was really nice to see. Uh, Saturday, it was. I still think the majority were raised fans. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe a, a, a slight uptick on, on the Yankee fans. But again, Saturday, I was right next to that loud mouth. So, you know, I had to get yeah. my couple jabs in there too. Sounds like you were next to Perry. Perry is like that annoying, loud Yankees <laughs> fans from the side. He's back. He's, he's motored yeah. up for a Monday here. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll get to uh, what we learned from the weekend, our takeaways and much more. But first, got to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, MLB, of course, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use that mobile device of yours to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and that promo code to use is locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on. 
Okay, Ulysses, as we said before, the Rays take two of three from the New York Yankees. Sunday was kind of a dud, but hey, we're facing, uh, the Rays are facing a relatively easy opponent in the Texas Rangers. So with that, uh, what are your takeaways? What did you learn from the eventful baseball weekend? Well, I I learned that it's really nice to see Randy getting hot. And he did Mm. so by uh, hitting a couple of, uh, of bombs back-to-back games that was refreshing his first two of the season the best one though was the second one where he went opposite field it was reminiscent of his 2020 playoff destruction path uh, which we all love to see he's the key guy to the offense I'm gonna say it I know look I like uh, I like Austin Meadows I like Brendan Lau Yandy Diaz sure Randy Rosarena he's the dynamic guy there he I mean he can just do so much um and, and and he's fun to watch. He, I mean, this guy. You, we always talk about MLB not promoting the players and everything. This guy loves the camera. He has fun with the camera. He has yes. fun with the teammates. He exudes fun, happiness, joyness. I mean, I really like this guy so much. And getting him hot is going to be a pleasure to watch. And guess what? You alluded to, to this. The Texas Rangers. Ain't the New York Yankees, okay? So you should be – they just got no hit mm-hmm. by by the Padres for the first ever uh, Padre no hit, no hitter in history. So let's uh, let's do some damage in this four-game series. Uh, if, if, if we need to lose one game, I would really hate it for that to be on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> so – and it can happen today. Uh, so I, I, if Randy's getting hot, this should be a fun series to watch Randy Rosarena in. Yeah. And here's the thing about Randy. We know about how great and dynamic player he is again. Like he can hit a, a slow rolling ground ball to third and still beat it out. And then, you know, in the same day or within the same course of a couple days, he can hit a ball to opposite field or straightaway center. In fact, looking at his spray chart, I'd say a majority of his balls. I mean, definitely. Yeah. A majority of his hits are middle, middle away. So maybe that speaks to a little bit of a new approach and that's huge for him. And we've had this discussion before. I mean, again, we did our prop bets last week on, and you are very, very confident that he will win AL rookie of the year. And as of right now, I mean, his numbers, he's pretty much, he hasn't been quite as dominant as the postseason, but he's picked off from what he did in the regular season. It's not like he's in this, he's mired in some slump. I mean, he is hitting like you would expect Randy to hit for the most part, but now that he's got, a couple of home runs on the board. We, we were always wondering, you know, what would that home run total or number be this year? Would it be over 25, under 25, right at 25? As of right now, what, what do you think? You think it's right smack dab in that 25-ish number? You think 30s maybe within the realm of possibility? I mean, again, it's a long season, injuries, slumps can take into account. But, I mean, with his approach right now, it's it, – I. I he seems to be he can beat a slump just by his his speed if need be at, at times too. I, I think I can answer that question by saying 20 seems too low. 30 seems to say everything went right. And I don't believe that you should, you know, uh, plan for that everything goes right. So yeah, I'm right there on that 25 uh home run area right now for for randy i mean okay he he looks good that's 25 is the number that i'm looking for and again if he hits 25 bombs and is around 260 280 batting average i don't care about anything else that gives him the rookie of the year award 
uh, just hands down. Very much so. I like it. I like it. It's always fun. Look, if you're his agent, you've got to be on the prowl for some marketing and sponsorship opportunities with the boots, mm-hmm. the muscles flashing in front of the camera. It's all part of the, Look, let's be honest. Him hitting a home run is a little bit more excitement than Austin Meadows hitting a home run. Just, I, I would think, in the celebration. Two different type aspect. of players, right? Yes. That, that's, that's the whole thing about Mike Trout. Oh, well, he's just, well, that's just the way that he goes about it. That's the way that Austin Meadows goes about it. But Randy's just another uh, player. And for, for, for me, I, I, I like the, the flexing and I like the, 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 the looks at the camera. Yes. Uh, I think that's fun. And I think baseball needs to be fun. I agree. That's what we're trying to do here, kids. We're trying to make the sport more enjoyable and more fun to watch. And um, kind of tied into that a little bit, my takeaways, I got a couple of things here if we have time. But one thing I want to mention, of course, we all know about what happened on Sunday where Jordan Montgomery hit Austin Meadows, not once, but twice. Uh, first mm-hmm. off, Ulysses, do you think both of those were intentional? One of those were intentional? None of those were intentional. What's your takeaway on that? First one is incredibly intentional. Yeah. You could see the front foot. That, I mean, that was ridiculous. And mm-hmm. the second one, no, I don't think there was intent on the second one, but I'm just upset at MLB uh, issuing warnings uh, right. for both teams. The Rays then can't retaliate. They can't do it on the field. Then they get hit again, and then nothing happens to the Yankees. Yes. It's unbelievable. And didn't the Rays get hit in each and every game of this freaking series? Yeah. You can and guarantee, yes, yes. Lastly, sorry, but when they tell you that the Yankees get hit, they actually don't get hit on the replays. You certainly can see it that they don't get hit. I mean, bizarro world, what's going on? And this is where I'm going with this. Um, okay, how about, look, I'm always one for radical rules changes and, you know, flipping the world on its head, so to speak, at least in terms of baseball. We know about the history between these two teams, Yankees and Rays. We know the red flags are there. I knew coming into this series, there was going to be some shenanigans, most likely on the Yankees standpoint. And you probably know Joey Wendell's going to get hit. If, if, if there's at least one guy going to get hit, it's going to be Joey Wendell. And then Austin Meadows, who's had so much success on the Yankees, he's, he's the next guy. And I agree with you on the Jordan Montgomery thing. Definitely the first one. I mean, a guy that... Uh, is so command and control, and he loses a fastball like that. And I will say it it did seem like Meadows, I don't want to say overreacted, but, dude, it was a 91 fastball to your shoulder. Mike Brasso had a 101-mile-an-hour fastball to his head, and Brasso just ducked. You would have thought, you would have thought Meadows got snipered there. Like that, well, he, look, he saw, I, I feel like he, he kind of, like, that was a flop on his part a little. Not saying so he didn't, like, you're, you're, you're saying uh, he, he pulled a Neymar, uh, 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 is it, is it a, a, a soccer move? A little bit, just, just yeah. I, I don't know what that means, but I get what you're saying about soccer and, and basketball, so well, on and so forth. I'll tell you, I, I've never been hit with a 91-mile-an-hour fastball right. on my shoulder. I never want to be hit on, an, on my shoulder with a 91-mile-an-hour. Yes. So I'm not going to say that he overreacted. I, I, I think in, in any case even if he did overreact, that should be the umpire's, you know, perspective to say, look, that was pretty close to the head. Right. Like, you know, do something about it. And, you know, maybe, maybe Austin was trying to juice it a little bit. Good for him. Yeah. Um, and also, so 
going back to kind of my, my broad point here with the red flagging and realize these teams have a rivalry in a history. What about some type of rule change that penalizes hit by pitches more in these extreme cases? Maybe instead of the hit batsman going to first, he, he automatically goes to scoring position. And at second base, we're already seeing extra inning rule. They already put a man at second as it is. Or the pitcher has to be removed. Almost treat it like a targeting call in football. Whether it was intentional or not, you know the history or a flagrant foul. Maybe make that penalty, that hit by pitch, more extreme. Especially the lead up to all that. Because it had already been a couple of days that the Rays were hit. And then that third day, we see Austin Meadows and maybe a judgment call is taking there. No, you know what? You're, you're going to go to second here, Meadows, because we, we think this was delivered with intent. Just an idea, just a thought to maybe discourage teams from continuing to go back to the well of this retaliation. Or if you want to go even further with it, have, have that hit batsman go to third. And that scores or, whatever, you know, do something to make it, to not allow these teams to do, not allow the Yankees what they've been doing for so long here. Or at least the position, the position of where it hits the body, hips right. and up, you can get to second base. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah, hips definitely. and down, maybe you know you, you keep it to first base. You got to do something. But again, Kevin, there are rules already in place that you're, they're just not being enforced. So it's not like right. oh, let's make another rule. Like no, let's just enforce the ones that are there. But MLB is just a bunch of clowns, and the umpires are even clownier. This just can't yeah. happen. I mean, the big market bias is just flagrant at this point. Yeah. And but here's my problem too with what's in place already is that Aroldis Chapman, what happened, what he got a three game suspension. It gets appealed. He ends up, does he even end up serving two? I guess. Is that what yeah. happened? Yeah. So, the beginning and, of the but the Rays don't really see the fruits of that. They don't nope. get rewarded for that. I mean, maybe in the aggregate, they sort of do. Oh my God. Perry is on one right now. I don't even know. What, <laughs> is there a freaking what? dog out in the front door, but he's, he's riled up about this, this situation here, but, I, I think it should be penalized in the now. It should be penalized in that moment. And that's where I, I say you, you move the runner or you, no, sorry, Jordan. Sorry, Montgomery. You're, you're gone. Yeah. Can't don't, have that. You, warm up, don't warm up uh, whoever. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and again, and I think that rule too, again, you know, shoulders are above, uh, you know, elbow or uh, hips are, but whatever, however you want to classify, I think there's got to be a way to, to make it more penalized is my thought with that. Um, and again, same thing for the Rays. If the Rays continue to real- retaliate, then they would have to uh, deal with that as well. So yeah. Um, the other thing too, that I want to quickly mention again, just, I think um, you know, what's coming here. Shout out to Brent Honeywell for oh. coming in and doing amazing, amazing work through two innings, a guy who hasn't pitched a meaningful Man. game since 2017. And then he gets the call up against guess who, uh, who's your first batter you're going to face one of the best in all of baseball, DJ LeMayhew. <laughs> and he gets through, I mean, what was it? 21 pitches, six batters faced and he retires them all. I mean, that is, that is a he great sign. Crisp. Now, yes. Very crisp. He didn't look like a guy who had missed, you know, four years of action with four different no. surgeries. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and, and got his couple strikeouts at the first inning. He only used nine pitches. I mean, he pitched to contact, but he also got the couple strikeouts. He looked great. And I think this is a really good role for him. I know people want him to get stretched out and all that, but no, I, I honestly, you just want honey to be healthy. Yes. And if honey being healthy is two inning things like, Again, I, I talked about this earlier, like Wade Davis, 
a type of in 2012, you could do that with Archer, but it, you could possibly do that better with Brent Honeywell. Just keep them two innings every three days. You you have your two two innings by Honey. I think that would be fantastic. That's a great role for him in this season. Yeah, and I think again they're going to need him. I mean, they showed how much they needed him here with all the injuries that are happening to the pitching staff and the roster as a whole. And I think we could see a lot of him. We could see a lot of Josh Fleming. We could see a lot or a lot of others as well. So do you, do you think he will eventually be by year's end, he will be a starter or they're going to just really take it slow. Like at the max, he would be in a Colin McHugh esque role here. I guess it kind yeah, of depends that, on the, the team situation and everything, but because he was immediately sent down after the game to the to the alternate site there. Right. Yeah, that, that, I, that's a good question. And I, honestly, I, I wouldn't uh, be against being just being used as a two inning guy as an opener or as that bridge to the closer. If it's Diego, if it's Diego. Uh, that seven eighth uh, Brent Honeywell coming in or as an opener first and second. I like that for him for this year. I, I think maybe they will stretch him out, but with so many other arms available right. that are already stretched out, the Joe Ryans, the Josh Flemings, the Shane McClanahan, why do you have to put that on, uh, you know, that, that pressure on Brent Honeywell? I, I don't yeah. think it's necessary. And on the contrary, the bullpen is very frail right now. I know they did very nicely on Saturday on Saturday's game, but if Brent can be a weapon in that bullpen, then you start, you know, kind of not having to put so much pressure on Fairbanks and Castillo. Yeah, especially considering that you're starting to see that dominance of leading after six, seven innings that's starting to slip a little bit, at least mm-hmm. earlier on so far in the season. So that's something to monitor for sure. Great for Brent Honeywell. His dad, by the way, a little local connection. Uh, his dad played baseball at St. Leo University in Pasco County. I don't think oh, many wow. people, so it's kind of a, it comes sort of full circle with that. And I think his dad also had a screwball as well as his uncle, Mike Marshall, which I don't think Honeywell might've thrown one screwball in that game. If that, it might've been labeled so. as a change, but I think, look, he didn't even really show you the curveball or show you much of the screwball. So he's still got more in his back pocket, which he, is definitely, yeah. definitely exciting about, uh, about him and great, great on that part. What was, uh, it, it, the, the game started out great and then didn't, didn't, didn't end well from there with that. Uh, okay, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is, of course, the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. I said it amazing, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars and so many different flavors as well. Talking. 18, 19, 20 different flavors. They have around you know, 170 calories, 18 to 20 grams of protein, just good, good stuff. And we know you want some for yourself. So go to builtbar.com or check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, the Rays begin a four-game series versus the Texas Rangers Monday through Thursday. The Rangers are three and six on the year. Of course, they were no hit on Friday by San Diego's Joe Musgrove. Um, They haven't looked too good offensively or pitching-wise 
Um, really the, the, the one bright spot that I can think about them is Nate Lowe, the Nate Lowe show. It's been, you know, <laughs> the Texas Lowe's or the Texas Nates so yeah. far, as far as that's concerned. Look, I think, look, there, there's, we don't really have much time to do like a full in-depth preview breakdown here, but really all I want to watch from the Rangers side and standpoint is Nate Lowe. I want to see him in this four game series. Like I think he could be the next great big power lefty that we know the Rangers have a history of between, you know, Blaylock to Josh Hamilton, Gallo Cruz. I mean, there's a lot more Lind was a guy. There's a lot of pal Marrow. How did I forget him? Like a, yeah. it, it's, there's almost like an ethos of Texas Rangers. You're going to have a big power lefty DH first baseman. And that could be Nate Lowe, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, is it bad? First of all, I want three victories in this four game uh, series. Yes. I do not want a loss on Thursday. So th- th- those things have to be said. Can't happen. But last but not least, although I want three to four wins here, I want Nate Lowe to destroy. I, I'm, is, it, is that bad? I want Nate Lowe right. to go deep every game. I want Nate Lowe to go uh, oppo uh, for a double. I want, I want Nate Lowe to make a great, uh, you know, backhanded catch at first base. I, I want him to succeed against the Rays because <laughs> for the life of me, this, this should be a, a master thesis of why you pick G-Man Choi over mm-hmm. Nate Lowe. I, that's, yes. you know, th- one of the biggest mysteries in, uh, in all of life, uh, uh, the meaning of life and why you choose to uh, have G-Man Choi over Nate Lowe. It's so funny because in one sense, I kind of respect the Rays for like not making a totally monetary cost savings move. And in the sense of they're, they're paying G-Man Choi four times what Nate Lowe is making. But in that Mm -hmm. sense, we kind of know that Nate Nate Lowe has a better profile, I think, and better potential long-term. And I know he might not be as good defensively as G-Man Choi. And there might be things with, oh, he's, you know, great in the clubhouse, but is that really worth two and a half million dollars. If uh, you're, you're already injured to start the season. Like if it was between Nate Lowe and G man, Choi, I think we both agree. We'd rather have Nate Lowe in this situation. And, and again, it, this could be a case of, we have to acknowledge the Rays have a history of letting some players go away and having yes. quite a bit of success el- elsewhere. Jake Cronenworth, for example, is one of them. And it also goes to show like, give a guy some playing time, give a guy regular at bats, give a guy a role and tell him that he has that role and see what he does with that. And that's what we're seeing with Nate Lowe. He's playing every day. So he's getting opportunities and the way he's crushing the ball. Oh my, like he sweet swing and Nate. I, I love yeah. his uppercut swing. I love how easy going it is and how it still generates a massive amount of power. Like he's fun to watch from, and before, from the way he sets up. And before anybody says, oh, you guys are just saying that because, you know, he's killing it for, you know, 10 games or whatever. We've been saying free Nate Lowe since like, I don't know, 2019. (laughs) I mean, we've been we've been saying, oh, G-Man Choi is out. G-Man Choi is out. And then, you know, so anybody that hears us right now, oh, they're just saying that because of his hot streak or whatever. No, we've been saying that since a long, long time ago. And yes, you can't evaluate a player for 10 games. We know that, but we haven't been saying that just because of these 10 games. And and I just want to put that out there. We've always been Nate Lowe people. And uh, look, I want the race to win, but I want Nate Lowe to just go ham. And again, I will, we will eat our words if, you know, in four or five years, Heriberto Hernandez turns out to be something or Basabe and Ovales. Yeah. But again, that's, that's in time there. But I think the Rangers at least have like 
one decent player to, to keep an eye on and, and yes. watch for uh, in this series with that. Again, Tyler Glass now going up tonight against Dane Dunning, who is uh, one of the Rangers' top prospect, was good in his last start or first start against the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast and Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.